Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, the 26th of November. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving day and an extended weekend, if you're able to do that. Lots to talk about. Of course, we have the NFL, the Bucks playing Cleveland. Great college weekend of sports as well. We're going to talk some lightning. Number here is 877-448-7901. Sports at power901.com is the email if you want to check in that way. We'll be right back to get the show started in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. This Christmas, make it extra special and shop Macaulay Fine Jewelry right here in Brandon for 25% off. During our holiday sale, Macaulay Fine Jewelry holiday sale starts Tuesday, November 22nd and runs through Christmas Eve. All regular price jewelry will be 25% off during this special holiday sale. This excludes previously loved and 50% off cases. And if you have a treasured family heirloom, Macaulay can craft a custom design piece, something you'll love to wear. Do something special this year and select from our elegant array of fine jewelry. Macaulay Fine Jewelry Holiday Sale starts Tuesday, November 22nd and runs through Christmas Eve. Macaulay Fine Jewelry at the corner of Oakfield and Kings Avenue in the heart of Brandon. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. While you're probably watching some football while you're having your Thanksgiving Day dinner or shortly before and maybe even a little bit after, but you had three games on the docket on Thursday that were pretty good games, actually. All three of them, there weren't any blowouts like there normally is. At least one out of the three is usually not that good, but the day started with Buffalo and Detroit. Buffalo was able to uh, edge out a victory in Detroit. Funny, they played the week before, if you remember, with the snowstorm in Buffalo. They were able to um, reroute their game and play out there in, in Detroit. And it's the first time in history that a team was able to go out there within five days on the road and the same place and win. So it doesn't happen that often. Buffalo was able to escape Detroit with a victory. And also they escaped. Von Miller had a knee injury. It looks as though it's not going to be as serious as maybe first thought, which is uh, really key for Buffalo. As we get started with this, um, getting into the end of the season here, Buffalo is everyone or was everyone's top choice in the AFC going into this year to be able to go out there and represent the AFC in the Super Bowl and probably even win it, in most people's opinions. Uh, Allen been a little bit banged up. It's a team that is struggling a little bit, especially in the red zone. For some reason, I'm not sure if it's uh, Allen's arm that's bothering him, but when they get into the red zone, I'm not sure if it tightens up or if the... Uh, windows just get a little bit smaller and he's having a hard time scoring in the red zone. You're seeing some untimely turnovers and some forced passes on his part. So I'm thinking that a win is a win. If you're able to go and, and, and beat a team, especially on the visitor's 
team's home field. It's a good week for you in the NFL, and they're able to do that. So Buffalo is going to have to go out there, regroup, and find a way to get the home field advantage, in my opinion, because they're going to be up against Kansas City. Let's face it, the two best teams, the way I see it in the AFC right now, are Buffalo and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are very tough to play at home. I don't think you want to get into a shootout with Mahomes and company uh, up there in Kansas City. However, if they are playing in January in Buffalo, it's a different story. I think that with the way Allen is able to run the ball, uh, to get the first down and extend the chains when they have to, it definitely gives an advantage to Buffalo in, in that scenario. Uh, again, I don't, you know, there could be a shootout like last year, if you remember in the playoffs. That was a great game. Unfortunately, it got ended with the uh, coin toss, which is going to change this year. You won't see that exact scenario happen again. Not saying it won't be a shootout and go to overtime. It very well could be, but you won't have the same type of scenario where one team will not get the ball if that does happen. So Buffalo is able to escape with a victory. How about that? Detroit, on the other hand, they're not the same Detroit team as past years. They're out there. They're playing well. Campbell has a team believing in themselves. They just don't have the ability to close out victories yet. They don't. A lot of times they will be ahead in the game, looking to be ahead, but all of a sudden uh, a bad penalty, bad mistake, an error in judgment, whether it be from the players or the coaching staff, to be honest. There's been some uh, very iffy calls, in my opinion, from the coach. But saying all that, Detroit is definitely a team that is improving from past years, and I think that they do have a uh, opportunity to have a good team in the upcoming years. So we'll see what happens with them. The second game was Dallas and the Giants. Uh, the Giants, no, the Giants were seven and three coming into the game. As was Dallas, is a big game, important game, and Dallas showed up to play. I uh, give uh, Dak Prescott and company. Uh, props for what they did in the game. They found a way to go out there and win. The score was 28 to 20. I think that if you break that game down, Dallas's defense didn't really play as well as I thought they would. Giving up you know, 20 points to the Giants. Uh, sometimes, I, for the life of me, I, I don't know how the Giants are seven and three. I, I think that. Um, They've had some good breaks this year and maybe a favorable schedule at some times, but nonetheless, the scoreboard does say what they are, and Dallas was able to go out there and stay within a game of Philly, I guess. Eagles will be playing tomorrow. We'll see what happens with that game, but uh, Dallas came out of victory, so congratulations to them. And the final game was the Vikings in New England. Uh, that was a game I actually thought that the... Patriots had a chance to win that game going into it, and I thought that they would find a way to, to go and win that game. However, there was a very questionable call with a, uh, a catch that was ruled not a catch. Vikings ended up winning 33-26, to and I think that at this point, Minnesota, I believe, is 9-3. So are they that good? Are they that good of a team, or... Is it just, again, a matter of some breaks going their way, maybe with the schedule or whatnot? But I'll tell you what, I think that 
if you look at the way that the Vikings are playing right now, you have to put them in at least the top uh, three or four in the NFC. Love to hear your thoughts on that. 877-448-7901. Sports with power. 901.com is the email. Um, of course, we had the Bucks who had the bye week last week. We're going to be talking about them a little bit. If you look... Coming off a bye, I think Brady is something like 15 and 5 in his career, coming off a bye week. So <laughs> tough to bet against Brady, especially in that scenario. Um, team healthy? Yeah, for the most part, you know, they were healthy the last couple of weeks. They came around with some victories in the last two weeks. So uh, Brady's thrown 13 touchdown passes with just four interceptions against Cleveland. Cleveland's second-worst scoring defense in the league, allowing almost 27 points per game. I think that you're going to see the Bucks really run the ball this week. I think you're going to see a healthy uh, mixture of Fournette and also White in the backfield. I, I think that they're going to probably score uh, I'd say at least two, three rushing touchdowns. Brady, if you give him the time, he is going to find a way to uh, explore the weaknesses the teams have. The Browns seem to be very vulnerable up the middle, which really seems to cater to what Leftwich's offensive plays seem to do. So um, I think that as far as the other side of the ball and the defensive side for us, uh, I'm not sure that the Cleveland... Browns have the offense to compete with us. I think that they do have Peoples-Jones. He's coming off a, a great game last week against the Bills. But I think that when it comes right down to it, Brady and company are going to be able to go out there and find a way to um, win this game and, and make it three in a row and, and take the lead definitely in that division. Uh, like I said before, once you hit Thanksgiving, that's the time when the good teams start to show why they're good and the teams that have a hard time winning, their um, uh, weaknesses tend to get a little bit exploited during those games and the cream starts to rise to the top the last week of November going into December. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. If you want to talk about the Bucks, Brady, what they need to do. I think that if you look at that game, every game's a big game, especially on the road. If you can go on the road like we talked about, whether it's Buffalo was playing at Detroit and winning, or you have the Bucks going into Cleveland, the mistake by the lake, as they call it, and come away with a victory up there it would be a great week for us and would cap off the uh, Thanksgiving weekend celebrations again your thoughts we'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1 The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000 now now 
Back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Keeping in the uh, same vein here at the NFL games. We've got a couple other ones this weekend. Of course, we had the three on Thursday. We talked about the Bucks. We had the Bengals at the Titans. That's a one o'clock game tomorrow. If you remember uh, last year, uh, Cincinnati beat Tennessee in the, in, the, in the AFC Divisional game. So it could be a revenge game if you want to look at it that way this week. I think that uh, the Titans are going to have a healthy Derrick Henry this time around. So since he's going to have to focus on stopping the NFL's leading rusher, which you know what, they're going to probably do because Cincinnati is able to um, stack the line and probably uh, contain Henry to a certain point. You're not going to really stop him but I do believe that they're going to be able to limit his yardage, which is going to open up opportunities for some of the other players on the uh, Titans team. It's going to be up to Tannehill if he's going to be able to find some receivers down the field. Now, he is coming off of his best game. I believe last week he had um, 333 yards or something like that and a couple touchdowns against the Packers. So is he going to be able to do it again against Cincinnati? That's going to be the question. And I think the key to winning this game for Cincinnati, I don't think he's going to be able to, to be honest. I think that he'll have a decent game, but I do think that um, with Cincy trying to take Henry away, I don't think that Tannehill is able to, to beat Cincinnati with his arm. So it should be interesting. The Titans really haven't allowed more than 20 points now in seven straight games. And their defense is strong. So it's going to be a probably a low-scoring game. Mixon is out for Cincinnati. He's ruled out. So uh, without him, it might put a little bit of a different uh, type of game plan together for Cincinnati. But we do have Burroughs out there. I, I think that... Um, he will be able to find some open receivers. His favorite one, of course, uh, Chase. He's not going to be there. So we'll op- open up some opportunities for some other people. Traylon Burks had a great game last Thursday at Lambeau Field. So this will be one of those games where the person that has the team that has the ball last will probably win this one, in my opinion. I'm, I'm going to go with Cincinnati in this game. You have the Bears playing at the Jets. The Jets are six and four the Bears are three and eight Uh, a lot of people thought it'd be a showdown between Justin Fields and uh, Zach Wilson a couple of uh, 2021 first round draft picks but that's not going to happen because Wilson got benched because of his performance last week and and Fields is day to day with a left shoulder injury so we may not see either of them uh, that would make um, Mike White or maybe Joe Flacker versus Trevor Simeon. Who knows what's going to happen in that game as far as the quarterbacks go, but um, pretty certain that it's not going to be the matchup that we thought it might be earlier in the season. I think that um, it, Jets, if you look at the Jets this year, their defense is one of the best in the league. Uh, I think they came away from the game with six sacks, eight quarterback hits, and I think that Chicago's offensive line is a little shaky at times, so I do look for the Jets to be able to go out there and um, win this game. It should be interesting. Um, I think that if you look at uh, Mooney out there, Darnell Mooney, 
Uh, he's putting up some points, especially in the fantasy league. So uh, my picks the Jets, bottom line in this game. Ravens at the Jaguars. Baltimore is seven and three. Uh, Jacksonville is three and seven. Uh, you know, Baltimore. Baltimore is one of those teams where nobody really wants to play, even though their record. I mean, it's it's not really a. You know, astounding record if you look at what they've done this year they come into the game um, with a winning record obviously but at 7-3 and three, you have Lamar Jackson out there he's run for 100 plus yards 12 times in his career twice this season I believe um, and you have on the other side um, you have a Jacksonville team that you know, for some reason, they just can't put wins together. Um, I'm not quite sure what the situation is with them, but the Ravens are averaging about six yards per rush on the road. I think that's the highest in the NFL. Look for them to run the ball. And when you have Jackson out there running the ball, they're really hard to stop. So I, I do say that Baltimore is going to win this game. Will it be close? I, I think it'll probably be close. Baltimore's defense is not that strong. So Jacksonville may get a couple uh, points, but I do say that Baltimore wins by a touchdown. You have the Texans uh, with a record of one eight and one at Miami, who's seven and three. Uh, this game should be all Miami. If you look at the stats and look at what's happened during the season. The Texans have the worst run defense in the NFL in terms of yards allowed per game. And you look at the other side of the coin, the Dolphins are fresh off their best rushing performance of the season, where I think they had just under 200 yards against Cleveland in Week 10. Houston's also almost last in yards um, allowed per pass. So it looks like really a mismatch, but again, Get two professional teams out there. Kyle Allen's going to be the new uh, starting quarterback for the Texans. So, you know, how's he going to do against Miami's defense down there? Don't forget, you do have the heat factor still, even though it is the end of November um, down there in Miami. So that's something to get acclimated to. I think that Tua is going to have a good game. I look for Miami to win this game uh, quite easily, to be honest with you. Uh, Falcons, 5-6 and six at Washington, who's six and five. Uh, you know, Atlanta, what they do very well is they run the ball. Uh, high-powered run offense, and Washington has a very good run defense. So it's going to be a matchup of those two teams, seeing what they can do, which team is going to be able to stop the other at, at what they do best. Washington ranks sixth in rushing yards per game and 19 yards per carry. So the defensive front of Washington, you know, you got Payne out there, you have Allen. I think only uh, Indy has rushed for more than 94 yards in a game against Washington this year. I think that the Falcons are going to be able to go out there and exploit that, honestly. I think that um, you know, Tyler Henneke is going to have to be mobile in this game, and if he's not, it could be a long game for him. So if the Falcons win, they'd be 500. They need that win to stay in the uh, the running there in that NFC South with the Bucks, if they want to have a chance at salvaging anything 
I think they really need to win this game. So I, I look for, even though Washington's favorite, I look for Atlanta to pull the upset in this game. You have another game, um, two teams, Broncos 3-7 and seven, at the Panthers 3-8. and eight. Um, This is a game that, you know, fun to watch a little bit of it, see what Baker Mayfield does. You have Sam Darnold out there as well, but other than that, the Tavius Murray, maybe, but that's not a game that's going to get a lot of people's attention. Got the Chargers at Arizona. Chargers five and five, very disappointing year. Cardinals four and seven. Um, two teams that are definitely underperforming this year in the NFL. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen has returned from a hamstring injury that's kept him sidelined nearly all season. So we're going to see what happens with him this year. DeAndre Hopkins, starting receiver, of course, for Arizona, is back. Um, he's he's made his presence known, no doubt. I think he's only behind Devontae Adams right now for uh, most most yardage receiving since he came back in week seven. So that should be interesting as far as that goes, but not one of the marquee games, that's for sure. I'm going to say that uh, the Chargers are able, behind Hebert there, to go out there and win this game. Uh, Looking at another one, you had the Raiders at the Seahawks. It's a huge game, huge game for Seattle. They're six and four, still in the mix of things here, but um, the Raiders have a very disappointing pass rush, um, and I, I'm not sure if they're going to you know, come up and show this game and what they're going to be able to do against Seattle. Devontae Adams has been on a tear, like we mentioned, 26 catches for 413 yards in the last three games and five touchdowns to go along with that. So if you look at this game, I'm going to say that Seattle is going to win this game and um, you know move on and keep some of their hopes alive. The Rams at the Chiefs, you know, looking at this game before the season started, you would think it would be one of their better matchups going into the year, but um, the Chiefs seem to dominate NFC opponents, and I don't think this one's going to be much different. Um, I think that even though the the, the Rams have Cam Akers, um, you know, they don't have much more. Mahomes and Kelsey out there, uh, not many injuries. Uh, you talk about Cooper Cup, obviously, is a huge loss for the Rams, but um, you know, other than that, I don't see how KC loses this game, and they should go out there and win this game probably by by about you no know, two touchdowns at least, two touchdowns in my opinion. Uh, Saints at the 49ers. The 49ers are a quiet six and four. Saints are four and seven coming into this game. Uh, you know, I just think that Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he only needs one more receiving touchdown to become the fourth player in NFL history to record 30 rushing touchdowns and 20 receiving touchdowns in their first in their first six NFL seasons. So um, I think that they're going to go out there and be able to win this game. I, I don't think that uh, the Saints, for some reason, they're a team that they're pretty good at home, but when they're on the road... I see the team in a little bit of turmoil there. I know Jameis Winston not happy about not playing, about not starting out there. So uh, they do have um, 
Camara. We'll see what kind of game he has, but I do look for the 49ers to win this game. And then you have a night game tomorrow, the Packers at Philly. Philly, of course, is 9-1, and one, the best record in the NFC right now. Have they been tested? Uh, they have a... They've, you know, quite honestly, their schedule as well has been a little bit soft, if you ask me. Uh, we're going to see Jalen Hurts. The thing about him is that he can hurt the team, the defense with his arm and his legs. So I think that if the receivers for Philly are on their game and, and Hurts is on the target, then it could be a long night for the Packers. Again, they're 4 and 7. And I think that uh, Philly should come away with the victory in this game. And, of course, the last game will be the Steelers and the Colts on Monday night. Both teams are under 500 at this point of the season. Colts are 4-6-1. and one. Steelers 3-7. and seven. Um, I don't know. I think the Steelers' defense, pretty decent. They, they may hold Jonathan Taylor to a... Um, you know, low yardage, but with Matt Ryan out there, I don't know. I just think this is one of those games where I'm a little bit disappointed that that's the Monday night game to end the weekend. I'm going to go with the Steelers in this one to win and spoil Jeff Saturday's uh, third game of the season of him coaching. 877-448-7901. Let me know what you think, and we'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Tired of trying to catch the big red bus? One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and T-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now. back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, college football fans. Like I said, Thanksgiving weekend, it's rivalry week. Ton of games. Uh, some of the better ones, I think, are going to be on today. You have, of course, Michigan at the Ohio State here in a couple hours. That's always a great game, no matter uh, what their records are. This is the game that both of these teams have circled on their calendars from um, July when they get back to uh, camps and schools and whatnot and get ready for it. So I look for it to be a close game, actually. Everyone is saying Ohio State is going to run away with it. I think that Michigan may have something to say about it. Uh, I do think Ohio State will probably win in the end, but that's probably going to be one of the top two games of the day. A couple of the other ones I think that were good also, you have Louisville at Kentucky, um, the Battle of Kentucky, actually. Those two teams always put on a great show. You have Oregon and Oregon State. It's going to be a good game. Notre Dame at USC. That game is going to be, I think, one of the better ones of the day. And Oklahoma and Texas Tech, those two teams get together. A lot of fireworks go off there. And, you know, as we get ready for the you know, final couple of weeks, looking at the uh, football selection committee, the way they're looking at things right now, suppose everyone wins out. You know, you look at the top four teams. You have Georgia, Ohio State, uh, TCU. Who's going to be the fourth team? You know, Clemson and USC. You now you have um, 
the th three teams definitely, if they do win out, say Ohio State does beat um, Michigan, then you have Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, Clemson, and USC um, that are going to be fighting for it. So who gets the nod there between those those the fourth team, Michigan, USC, Clemson. What do you think? Well, what does the committee, what does the selection committee look at when they're um, factoring in who gets the uh, the nod? It's resume and, and team quality. If you listen to what they're saying, so uh, the model kinds of leans towards a one loss Michigan over the two one-loss conference champs, which would be USC and Clemson. So I think that Michigan would probably get in. Um, do they feel better about that going into the game today? No, probably not. Um, you know, what if Michigan ends up winning the game? Um, that would really you know, throw a little bit of a monkey wrench into everything. Um, if that happens, then you're going to probably um, Georgia, Michigan, TCU would be the virtual locks. Then Ohio State, a heavy favorite to land that last place. Uh, again, the other two teams, USC and Clemson, would probably be a lot less percentage ranked uh, with Ohio State. Here's the thing I want to say, though. What happens if Michigan or Ohio State lose in the Big Ten championship game. It's not likely, but let me, let me say this. You do have Iowa, Purdue, and Illinois. Uh, they all have a chance to win the Big Ten West. And in doing that, they would play, obviously, the winner of the Big Ten East, either Michigan or Ohio State. What if they won? What if they pulled the upset and knocked off Ohio State or Michigan? So... Um, that's something that would be interesting to see. And, and again, don't rule out, I'll tell you what, everyone's saying, ah, oh, Alabama's done, they lost, they're, they're out of the picture. For some reason, Alabama always finds a way to uh, stay around there. And LSU as well. So let's say, let's say Georgia wins the SEC, Ohio State wins out, and then you have Clemson, TCU and USC all lose in their conference championship games. Is that likely? Nah, probably not, but it is a possibility. In that situation, the three teams, that are the, the locks would be Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan. And then you have TCU and Alabama to fight out for that fourth spot. So, um, you know, I think TCU would have the upper... Uh, leg on that one, but you never know. So uh, Alabama's never out of it, it seems. It should be a great weekend of college football. Um, I, I think that if your team is in the race, it's always more fun to watch. Even if it's not, you're going to have a full day on the docket, and it should be uh, an interesting to look at the um, polls when they come out next week. Of course, you know, we have the Lightning back at it as well. Uh, they had a four-game winning streak going, and they're playing pretty well, but they ran into a juggernaut this past week with the Bruins in town, and I was looking forward to a, uh, a pretty good game with that one, and we did get off to a good start. Paul had scored in the first period there, and uh, it was one nothing. but then all of a sudden the... Uh, the, the bottom fell out and Boston scored four unanswered goals 
found ourselves down five to one. We scored a couple in the final period to make it five to three. But uh, you know, eleven and seven right now is what our record is. Uh, again, very early in the season, it was a good litmus test against probably the the best team in the NHL right now, the Bruins. The question is right now with the Lightning is what is going on with uh, Vasilevsky? He's obviously hasn't been himself so far this season. Again, there is a lot of time left in this season, so I don't think anyone's pressing the panic button yet. But he does seem to be uh, playing at a um, pace that isn't like him in previous seasons. He's not reading a lot of the shots that are coming to him from further away. In close, he's, he's still tough. You're not going to slide anything by him you know, on the bottom, that's for sure. But up top, he seems to be um, having some issues with some shots coming from higher up. Now, is he being blocked out by some defenders? Yeah, that, that happens to everybody, though. So it may be a factor, but something is definitely a little bit off with him this year and quite honestly he needs to be able to you know get it back together for the lightning to have any chance because you need to have a good defense and you know a good goaltender come playoff time no one's better than him when he's on his game but obviously he's not on his game yet and i'm hoping that he'll be able to uh work through whatever it is to get back on his game uh, World Cup as well. We'll be talking a little bit more about that next week. Uh, see what happens over there. Um, all kinds of issues going on with some of the teams. The Iranian team obviously made a statement with the, the country national anthem earlier. Uh, USA, England, USA, Wales played to a draw. So we're going to be talking more about that next week as far as the World Cup and soccer in general in the United States, where we are, where we need to be. Any questions, thoughts, comments, we'd love to hear it. Unfortunately, guys, that's all the time we have in today's show. Sports at Power901.com. Shoot me an email. We'll get it read on the show next week. And, you know, enjoy the rest of your weekend here at Thanksgiving. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe. Above all, stay positive. Thank you for listening to the show. We'll talk to you next weekend in the gymnasium. Gymnasium.